You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to a segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound brought to you by Be Simply. And today we're going to dive into the possible. And uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of awareness around uh, working with the possible right mindset. A lot of this stuff... um, you know, over the course of human history has been utilized and there are uh, beings and places out beyond here that have more adept skills than, you know, our humanness do. Part of that's because of where our attention has been placed, where it's been pointed to meaning that, uh, as the Rishis would say, we are in a wheel of samsara. And so we continue to have this wheel of uh, repetitiveness in the sense of grasping, wanting, all those things, and playing with polarity. And I'll always share, you know, with my students that when we have things that we want versus need, we create an engagement with them. And so there will be consequences with that uh, want because typically it's seeded from a very immediate place. And while sometimes it might feel harmless, it still has an impact. A simple example is to think about uh, the food supply that we have. And I was just out in my yard looking up at the bees this time of year. There are several trees in and around my home, and they're pollinating. And those bees do this great work to assist us to be here in this ecosystem. And then I looked out over uh, my winter crops and they're growing, they're growing slowly. And I always remind people when they're building things like businesses, they're building uh, anything that a seed teaches us a lot. It could have 60 to 90 days before germination, 60 to 90 days of light cycle till germination, meaning that it's germinated, sprouts, and then it starts to become a plant. And so sometimes we might say, oh, I want a giant celery juice, or uh, I want to just drink celery juice every single day. Yet if you grow celery, you'll realize, unless you have a celery farm, that it takes a minute to grow that head of celery. The beautiful thing about things like celery and carrots, you can keep replanting the base and it'll grow from there. Yet most people aren't equipped to do that or think to do that or have the space to do that. 
And so when we think about uh, possibility and then the hot topic that has waxed and waned here, but seems to be really popular, uh, is manifestation and spiritual talk. And so when we look at that word and we start to manipulate things because we want it versus need it, uh, the consequence, the karmic results of that can uh, have a return that you weren't expecting on your investment of visioning and putting forth energy. And remember, just because we visualize something doesn't mean that we will receive it in the most immediate now. Yet, seeding that vision will help us work towards that. So similar, if you want that celery juice on a consistent basis, you might figure out how to grow your own celery or you just want to eat celery on a consistent basis so you're not relying on an external supply chain. You become more self-reliant. In addition, once someone would do, if someone would do that, they would be more mindful of how much they consume uh, and realize, like if you do spend some time out in the woods, that uh, animals, big animals, don't eat a lot. They just take little bits and pieces. And so even when we talk about whether it's growing food as a metaphor, eating food as a metaphor, manifesting as a metaphor, is that this this wheel of exchange is there. And then how do we do it with greater awareness? In addition, how do we do it when we consider the whole? Because all those bees buzzing in the trees around me right now are there as part of nature and ecosystem and, and actually doing for the whole, for all of us. Uh, they're not doing for themselves per se they're doing for all of us and so the reason I want to talk about the possible uh, coupled with I guess manifestation is that when we can come from a place of whole but pure altruism not fictitious altruism and the simplest way to get to pure altruism meaning service is to go to the smallest exchange and let it grow naturally. Because what's happened on our planet right now is altruism has gotten rather large. And the larger it gets, the more impure it is because the rate of exchange sometimes is uh, too vast and it's impeding in ecosystems that it doesn't belong and so if we keep it to the microcosm, just like the example of if you want celery, you may not need it, and you can actually grow it and share it, that's a beautiful way to be of service. And it'll bring it into harmony with nature around you. Maybe celery doesn't even grow in your ecosystem. So what would be equal to celery in your part of the world? If that was a nutrient that your body needs uh, and so, and when I say that word needs, there's a difference between need and want. Want are like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to uh, get to our goals. You know, I would make uh, want synonymous with the word goal. So if you're an athlete 
and you want to improve your time in your event or you want to get stronger, you want to do that. Do you need to? Maybe, maybe not. Depends. Maybe you're a professional athlete and your uh, ways and means, your economy for your family and your community depend on it. So then that would be a need and a want coupled. And so when we tap into this aspect of the possible, what is possible? Well, all is possible. And if we forget about the construct of that word time, then we have the opportunity to work with where we're naturally inclined to place our attention. Just similar to last week when I spoke about truth is that if we're exercising and practicing from the inside out, we're going to hold ourselves in alignment right there. So if you take a moment to sit with yourself and ask yourself what is needed for you, Maybe let's say you don't have enough food for your family or let's say you don't have enough currency because in this moment in space, we rely on currency to uh, follow through with our most basic needs, food, water, and shelter. And then once you evaluated that, and it could be that you uh, actually need clean water, you need clean food, you need uh, shelter. And so if you're at a deficit there, there might be something that needs to be looked at as where you're creating this exchange with the world around you. So maybe just take a quick check-in on what's needed. And when those base needs are met, then the foundation is solid. When it's not, there's this level of fight or flight in there. And so if you look at what you want coupled with what you need, this will give you a good litmus of where you're at in the possible. So all is possible, and sometimes when we want things that aren't for our highest and best, the possibility will come from not light, but shadow. It means that someone might hustle in a way that they're supported by darkness to get what they want versus light. So if you step back and just look at what you want in this moment, Maybe even pause. First, check in. Are food, water, shelter, and currency taken care of? And then number two, what do I want? What are my goals right in this moment? And so as maybe you have a good idea, an immediate focus for your life right now. And then as you dive a little deeper into that, 
you will start to understand is the are the wants there to help improve your foundation are they there to assist others and once you start to refine that you will start to understand that the possible through the divine comes through a place of service, humility, contentment, purity. And so if we look back at the foundational structure where uh, it used to be, and it might be again someday, there's no currency. Currency is, is a manipulation, it's a construct. And it actually gives a power control to the most basic needs of humans here on planet Earth. Nature, Mother Nature, provides all this for us. And it may not be in the shape or form that many people like, meaning that not everyone is equipped to go out into the forest and live happily ever after, yet we are. And so we can move from where we're at right now with that currency, creating a stabilizing structure for food, water, shelter, clothing. And then when we go into these wants, if we purify them, if we get very clear on why you want these things, you will start to do some healing. You will start to understand how it can be of service to others. And then you'll be shifting your attention from what you deserve, the ego, all of these things that we grasp at. You'll shift from holding on to your wounds and the badges you've earned through adversity. And you'll stay in forward motion. And it's within that space, much like a martial artist, that the possible happens in miraculous ways. That the movement of the space and the interaction and the exchange is done at a frequency and a level that sometimes from anyone looking on is mystified. And so when we talk about the possible and if the attention rests on the divine within you and around you, you will start to understand what is needed to stay there. People in a spiritual practice can go to states of bliss, yet they settle back down into the humanity within. And there's a reason for this, because that karma we've been accumulating, you can't avoid having to reconcile it until you figure out how to reconcile it all at once. Yet for the majority of humanity, and even people that have been 
in their practice in a monastery for years or lifetimes on end. They're still in the process. So you might touch on the divine, but then settle back down into your humanity and have to walk through the stance between the polarities of the shadow and the light, craving, desiring, grasping, purifying, regenerating, serving, and creating from that place. And so all of that is possible at all, at every moment. And it's a choice. And to stay in that divine place truly is a practice. Truly to bring the awareness, where does that divinity exist within me? Where does it exist in nature? Where does it exist within your faith? And once you access that, then when you're working towards something within the possible, there's a deeper trust, there's deeper patience, and there's objective awareness and rational. And as I've rational perspectives, as I've mentioned before, to get to true higher states of consciousness one must retain objective, rational perspective. We can justify everything and anything, yet if we don't come into that rational perspective, objective awareness, examining all sides, we actually won't be able to stay up in those higher states of consciousness because we can become delusional. And... That darkness is what's feeding one's perception of manifesting through potentially a lens of light or deserving. And so after we meditate today and have some sound, I just want to encourage you to take some space for yourself at some point and just sit with the fact that you have the opportunity to focus on uh, stabilizing your base needs and then building from there and you have the ability to be of service at all times and the more that we exercise that muscle beautiful things open up aligned relationships, aligned uh, business, personal, and romantic, family relationships align. Because again, it's not coming from bearing all these badges of your adversity to one another. It's really about, hey, how can I assist you? And so when you take that space, you might shift some of your goals and you might shift some of those things you're trying to manifest. Uh, and then the possibility opens up because you're closer and closer to your highest expression, your innate gifts. And these gifts 
continue to build beyond here, beyond this physical suit. And when you continue to build those gifts, they will continue to be cultivated to be of service like the bees in the tree or the ants in the forest. And even some of the unsavory aspects of nature are there to be of service too. They, they show us how the whole ecosystem works. So as we go into this meditation, I just want you to feel into what's possible for you. And that's part of that objective reality that we can keep ourselves in right in this moment in space. What's possible for you? And what this does is this will assist you, <clears throat> excuse me, this will assist you in placing your attention where it can serve best. Right now we have a lot of distractions. One being these electronics <laughs> that pull us away from where our attention can serve best. And then when our attention is focused on where we can serve, all the pieces come into play very effortlessly. And it will feel like magic. Some people in the conversation these days have heard this term flow state. Uh, able Instant manifestation. You might have heard some of these words. When we're in our divine place, it will feel like everything is effortless. It doesn't mean there won't be adversity, but there will be flow. And sometimes the karmic destiny is that there will be adversity during that flow state or that expansion, that transformation. And more than not, when that occurs, it's because one is sharpening and refining an innate gift but has to go through the swamp, so to speak, to get there. There's no other way. <laughs> as far as I can see, there's only a swamp to walk through. And so when one's ready, they're able to do that. And that will give them even a deeper perspective on these words I share with you today about the possible. And one thing that's really beautiful that falls away with possibility divine possibility is that uh, greediness, lust, all those seven deadly sins kind of fall away for lack of better syntax. But what rises up is a clear understanding of where one's attention is best placed. And then generosity, compassion, kindness increase. And Energies that will diminish you or your reality start to fade away. Because when we're creating with the possible, having things that are going to diminish that effort takes us out of that ease and that flow. And so the last little bit I want to welcome you to be really honest with yourself because in all the years of my private practice, a lot of people will kid themselves in thinking that they have 
to A, either do something very large to be of service. So they, they go really big. Or they feel like they can actually dance with the devil and do good. Neither is necessary and the possibility will diminish if we spend too much time trying to go too big too fast. We look at the rhythm of nature. We are given the map on how to build and continue to build. It's difficult this moment on planet Earth because the mind is being programmed in so many different ways through this technology device. It's manipulating the mind every time it engages with the device to quote-unquote believe in something that can be smoke and mirrors. So I welcome you to be in right action with your mind. Be aware with what you're creating in the world and why. And really get clear on what's needed. Shore up what's needed first. Then you can lay down the goals, the wants, but shore up the needed. Place the goals there. You can work towards them as you're shoring up what's needed. Really important to have those base needs met. And there are times in life that people get you know, thrown off their foundation, and that's a moment to rebuild. No different than a farmer may not have a crop for a whole season, whole annual cycle sometimes. And then that welcomes in new possibilities if we listen and we allow ourselves to migrate where we need to go. So with that being said, I just welcome each and every one of you to take a moment as we go into silent meditation, just to bring yourself up into an upright seated position. And we're going to take some breaths in and even going a little bit deeper into what's possible in meditation. I really encourage all of my students to work towards a a clear mind. Uh, There's a lot of emphasis out there on having downloads. Having an experience in meditation means seeing, hearing, feeling things. Engaging the mind in ways that's not necessary. So step one to that foundation, similar to food, water, shelter, and currency, is to have a clear mind. Until one has a clear mind, one doesn't necessarily have any business trying other things in meditative repose. And there's a reason for that, because one can get lost. Just like one can get lost at grasping at things, because someone wants them but doesn't need them. And it's okay if we do. 
find your way back home eventually. So let's come up into that upright seated position. And then take a nice deep breath into the heart. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good, and then from there, just gently moving your fingers and toes for a moment. And then taking another deep breath in and out, releasing all the energy stored in the body. Another breath in. Imagine exhaling out through the fingers, toes, hands, feet. Good. And then gently from there. Just observing your breath, soft gaze at a focal point. And I welcome you to be.
simply if you're still in an upright seated position just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa or if you're on your mat recline back into Shavasana and as you come to the earth the floor or the bed Just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
Taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center. Gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just welcome you to bring your awareness back to my voice. Welcoming yourself, uh, if you're not already, in a seated position. And just taking a moment to give gratitude for yourself and others. And then as you move gently into the next, I welcome you to just just be with the possible from this divine space that you've been with yourself in. And then as inspired, maybe take a little bit more space to contemplate the possibility and the choice and your freedom. And remember uh, to shore up the foundation so you feel solid, bring in objective awareness, and bring in the purity, the divinity that's in and around you. Allow the altruistic being that you are guide you. We're going to exit out a little Kadri Scott, the circle. And uh, special thanks to Random Rab for his undersounds during our silent meditation. And also to Dante Marino for assisting Kadri uh, and myself with her music and my sound. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simple.